Welcome to What I Wish I Learned in Law School. My name is Audrey Earhart, and I, just like you, am a practicing attorney, but I'm also the CEO and founder of Practice 42. At Practice 42, our goal is to build and sustain successful law practices across the nation. We do that in so many different ways, and I can't wait to talk to you more about that. Right now, I want you to know we're going to go ahead and focus on how you can become the next guest on my podcast, What I Wish I Learned in Law School, and share so much of your journey with our audience. I'm so excited. It's going to take about 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go ahead and jump in. With us right now, Carolyn Ortigo, and you are in Katy, Texas. Tell, Tell me about your firm and the work that you do. Sure. So um, I'm with Ortigo and Uric. We're an estate planning, Medicaid planning, and probate firm. We also do a little bit of real estate. And that's really what we do over there in Katy, Texas. Yeah. And and so in the world of estate planning and estate law um, firms, um, what would you say that, I mean, you kind of mentioned your niche a little bit, but in terms of like your like how clients may view you. Um, what What is your kind of your client facing USP, your unique selling proposition? What makes you unique in the estate law world, even for those who might say they do what you do? Sure. I think that we're very hands-on with our clients and you get a lot of individualized att- attention. We're not going to put you through a a process that's going to, you know, depersonalize the experience. You're actually going to get a lot of hands-on experience with us. And we really do, you might come to us for one thing, and then we really learn about you and what your situation is. And then we identify other ways that we may be able to help you that you weren't even aware of. So I think that's where that individualized attention really pays off is that you come, come for one thing and you might get a whole lot more of a, um, of an experience than what you expected. In a world, in a world, <laughs> um, you know, in a world where some people might look at like commoditizing services and, you know, your legal zooms and your doc services and all those sorts of things, you're, you're staying in the camp of high, high, more attentive service. And, and that sounds very intentional. Why do you think that's a smart strategy moving forward? Well, it's the way that we want to be treated. So I think about what I want as an experience going to professional or even to a store or to a retail outlet. I steer away from the depersonalized and steer to the personalized. And so that's why we've decided. And it's also just the nature of the two principles in the company. That's what we gravitate toward doing. If we tried to do it differently, I don't know if we could. Yeah. Um, so this conversation, obviously, we're, we're very mindful of those that might be new in their profession or they're in law school right now. And let's say you're asked to do the uh, commencement address. What do you imagine one of the themes might be that, that you would want to bring up to this group of graduating, you know, future attorneys? Oh, yeah, there are- I'd come up with several points and one of them would be, don't worry about your grades and what you're, you've just experienced in law school is just the tip of the iceberg. You're going to be, if you're a good professional, if you're a good attorney, you're going to be learning for the rest of your life and in a deeper, more meaningful way. And also really nurture those relationships that you have in law school, because that's something that you think it's all about the grades, but then you get out and you realize, 
what about all those people that I, I should have spent more time at the pub with. And I hung out with my friends. I really should have expanded more. So I think that's a great message and theme for people graduating. Isn't that amazing to, 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 you know, to, you think about conventional wisdom, you're in law school, your job is to get to know as many people as you can. Oh, grades. Well, yeah, I mean, do good, I guess, but you know, yeah, mainly you're there to, you know, get, yeah, yeah, study, but don't make it your entire life, you know, while you're in school. Yeah, because how critical are those relationships in in law, particularly in elder law? Well, in elder law, I find that I need to educate other attorneys about what I do, and attorneys don't have a lot of time. And if you already have a relationship with them, they're more willing to listen to what you do and how you serve your clients and then think about you as a referral um, person they can refer to. Um, But if they don't know you and they don't really, really already care about you, it's hard to get their attention and hard for them to even remember you later. So it's very important to, to start with a relationship first. Yeah. And, and let's talk about um, like the operations of, of running a firm today. Um, what are the things that, you know, maybe someone who says, well, I'm going to finish law school and then I'm going to go into private practice and I'm just going to practice law all day. <laughs> it's a lot more than you think it's going to be Yeah, because you know, you've got so many hats to wear when you open your own practice. And I would not discourage anybody from doing it because I think it's really a great experience, but it is, you know, you're not even going to be able to understand until you do it, you know, what you're biting off and that can be great, but it also can be really challenging. Yeah. What are some of the things like, um, you know, involved in practice management, you know, everything from your, you know, kind of your software that you're using to run everything from, but what is that? I mean, what, what, what do you rely upon? What are the tools of the trade that you rely upon? We rely upon a case management software called Practice Panther. Oh, yeah. um, it's really critical for us for billing and case management, knowing where our files are and what we're handling. And then we also rely on um, lawyer. I don't remember the name of it exactly, but it's, um, it's a, it's a, receptionist service that we have answer the initial phone calls. And that's really helped us manage our time better instead of just taking calls all day long, which we used to. Now we have scheduled calls through Acuity um, using our answering service. So that was a huge time saver um, that we implemented in the past year. Um, I'm trying to think of other tools that we use. Those are the key ones, Practice Panther, Acuity, our website, of course. Um, lawyer line is what it's called that that's referral service. And then we also utilize, um, there's this company called OMC group that is a very inexpensive SEO company. And, um, over time it's helped us season our website and get more visibility without paying a whole lot. And so that's been very useful as well. Um, I know we can do more in the area of, um, marketing, but that's been a a key thing that's changed things. We get a lot of calls from just the website and Google business page. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, and and there are absolutely for someone who wants to go into private practice and they don't invest in these systems. What are the consequences of that? You're going to be like I was seven, eight years ago where my husband's my CPA and he was trying to understand what I was doing with my trust account. And we would get into fights doing just the books every month. And I could not understand what he was talking about. And I had invoices in my word 
documents and then I would have tons of paper and none of it. I mean, I just spend hours and hours and hours and the case management software is so critical to getting you organized as far as just the bookkeeping part of your practice. And then um, also just the contact information for your clients is in one spot and it, it's really useful and really helpful and it's made a huge difference and we're not even using it to its full capacity. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and then of course, client acquisition and marketing and advertising, you know, that attracting new business. Um, what, what have you learned over the past seven, some years about that side of it? Um, well, Aside from networking, which I, I, if we didn't drive that home just yet. Yeah, networking is critical. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely critical. Because but, you get client you get client introductions through people in your professional networks. Absolutely. And really, right now, it's mostly through the website that we're getting a lot of referrals. But um, I think being open and constantly trying to learn about new ways to maximize the marketing potential and and systematize what you're doing to, to make onboarding easier with intake forms. Like all of those things are really critical. And, um, something I heard recently, I'm part of like a, a marketing, um, uh, what do they call it? It's like a group of, of people that get together and, um, brainstorm, you know what I'm talking about? Like There's a mastermind. Like a, a mastermind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a marketing mastermind for attorneys that I'm part of. And there was something that really made a big difference recently. And that was touching back with clients after, the services ended and just calling them and just chit chatting about life and anything that's going on because in that conversation and maybe in others, they may realize, Oh, I actually need to ask them a question about this. And it leads to new business. You don't always have to go out and find fresh new faces. Right. You might be able to mine the faces you already know. That's really key. Deep in your relationships. Deep in, yeah. And I don't usually think of it that way. I, I'm very much prior to that realization. I was very much like, new client, get the work done, finish it, the work. Don't ask them any more questions. Why would you call them back? There's no point. But now I get it. Like I get that you need to call them and check in with them. I mean, I like people. It's not hard for me to do that. And then I realized that it actually has a great marketing effect as yeah. well. Where do you see your work uh, headed over the next two to three years, both for the firm and then for you personally? For me personally, I really want to grow as an entrepreneur and not just as a technician, that's something that I have a goal for myself. Um, I want to see what my firm can do and that can only be done through growth and also through my own personal growth where I don't just default to the activities that feel good, but actually strategize and plan what I do. That means that my firm will grow. Yeah. All right. Someone's listening to our conversation. They're like, all right, I, I like her. No, you're looking over your shoulder. No, I I, I, you know, it's crazy. We're recording this whole conversation. I'm not sure if you knew. No, I'm oh, joking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so Carol, um, someone who's been listening to this conversation, like I, they connect with you, networking, um, partner opportunities. Um, maybe someone's in the area and they're like, oh, I wonder if you're hiring, you know, that sort of thing. What are some of the best ways to maybe to connect with you? Certainly, you know, tell us about your website, et cetera. Sure. Our website is ortigo-uric.com. Okay. I'm going to ask you to spell that okay, for us. Sure. Ortigo is O-R-T-E-G-O. -E it's like Ortega, but with an O at the end instead of an A. And then it's dash, not underscore, but dash, uric, U-R-E-C-H.com. And our 
just general contacts, email is info at ortigo-urich.com. And we have, you know, general phone numbers that you can reach us on that website. And um, that's how you can find us. Caroline Ortigo, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great conversation. <laughs> thank you so much. It's Audrey Earhart here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, What I Wish I Learned in Law School. Listen, if you are a successful attorney and you want to share your message and you have something that you want to give back here, I would love you to be to have you there to be a part of my program. And that's again, the What I Wish I Learned in Law School platform. That's our podcast. This is where you're really going to have the opportunity to share our amazing message. And listen, if you got something out of this interview, it's really important that you share our podcast with your social media. It's not just about our social media where we're going to be putting this out on our Instagram, Practice 42, our Facebook, Practice 42. You'll even see it on my LinkedIn, Audrey. And you'll also see it Practice 42's LinkedIn as well. We really want you to be part of this community so we can get your unique message out. We're putting out so many, so much content on a weekly basis. I know you're going to find something that piques your interest. You can learn from, share with your audience too. And listen, you can just do a quick screenshot of your phone number and text it to a friend so they can take a look at everything. They can see what you're up to on social media. They can see what we're up to. And really, this is the way that we're going to help our lawyer community learn what they need to know. There's so much that none of us learned in law school about how to run a business, how to optimize our processes, how to get the right marketing for our practice, how to use legal technology, which changes on a daily basis. Listen, let's get connected. Let's stay connected. I'm so appreciative of you for being here. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.